son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Welcome to Miracle Moment. This is the new mommy season that will absolutely rock your world, up-level your mama game, and skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Ray Ireland, and brand new mama. Like every new mama out there, I enjoyed those quiet, precious moments of those first few months. But after that, there was this stirring in my heart to lean back into business and activate my entrepreneurial brain. I went into a business partnership with a financially failing podcast production company and turned it into a multi-six-figure production house with over 65 million downloads in just a few months. It's been a roller coaster, and I've learned some unforgettable lessons. As a mompreneur, I know how challenging it can be to balance work, family, and self-care and still see the everyday miracles. So each week, I'll share stories of women who have defied the odds to pursue their dreams of motherhood while also building successful businesses. This show will open your eyes so you can see the miracles around you. With more awareness, more miracles will show up. Light a fire in your soul, mamas. You deserve it. All right, welcome to another episode of Miracle Moment. Today we have a very special guest, Kimberly Beal. And Kimberly Beal, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to share with our audience. So Kimberly Beal is a 68-year-old stay-at-home mom for her two children and now four grandkids. She's also become a body harmonist, which allowed her to work for the past 30 years from anywhere and at her choosing. So bringing in that entrepreneurial spirit, she has have spent her entire adult life in the alternative health world, including certifications in body harmony, transformational breath work, and most recently RTT with Marissa Peer. Kim continues to learn and believes deeply in our own ability to heal ourselves. And she embraces yoga, meditation, and all the current thought leaders of human transformation to remain an active part of helping this world evolve. So as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a transformational leader and a health, going into the health space, just trying to be your best self in all the ways, I think you're such an amazing guest to have onto this show, especially for the mommy season for Miracle Moment. So Kimberly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, Ask totally. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by just diving right into what is what was your miracle moment as a mom? And we talked about this right before we started recording as a mom. And also we're going to go into kind of the perspective of grandma and mm-hmm. what that looks like. But yep. what's been a miracle moment for you that you'd like to share? I've thought about this and I remember when my children were small, they were three years apart. I had taken them to a Raffi concert in New Hampshire, and it was a long drive. They were little. They were in car seats. We got through the concert. That was all really fun. Then we took them out to lunch, right? And that was a chaos. You know how it is trying to take little ones into a restaurant (laughs) and think that they're going to behave, and they're monsters. 
and you're humiliated and you're exhausted. And I just remember sitting there and saying to my husband, I don't want the job anymore. I don't want to do this. And my sister was with us. And I kind of looked at her like, you do it for a while. Somebody, somebody take the job. Yeah. Because you really reached that point. And even though it sounds like a negative moment, it really wasn't because it's that aha moment when as a woman who has given everything and you Mm -hmm. do that for your children, your soul starts crying out, what about me? Mm -hmm. What about me? Yes, I'm a mother. Yes, I'm a wife. But I'm also more than that. And your soul will cry out. And that was that moment I got. I think I was really sad on the way home. And it probably lasted a few hours. And I was back in the saddle doing what I had to do to raise my children and through it. Right? Yeah. But that moment when you realize that you are negating a huge part of yourself Mm -hmm. is when you have to pay attention and you have to figure out a way to break out of that. And it wasn't too long after that I got trained in body harmony. Mm. And at the beginning, I heard you call me a body harmonist is probably what the name is. But I just say I do body harmony. And I was, the kids were still little. I had actually hurt an elbow and I don't go to mainstream doctors generally Mm because I know they're going to give me painkillers and that doesn't work for me. So I did go and find out I had tennis elbow (laughs) from texturizing my daughter's ceiling and (laughs) went to an alternative practitioner who was a body harmonist. And I had never heard of them before. Had an amazing session. That would be worth a whole show and I won't go into too much detail, but it was a deeply spiritual event in my life. And I experienced a past life experience and death Mm. that like shook me to my core. And from that moment on, I was sold on, I have to find out what this is. That was my Mm. spiritual awakening. And I was in my 30s, probably late 30s, when my kids were like three and six, four and seven, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I got trained in this. Did you see like an effect in your kids' behavior or your relationship with them when you stepped onto that journey of doing more self-discovery and healing? Well, here was the shock. And this was dialogue I had never heard before in my life because I was raised very Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, my teacher, who was an ex-monk, he had lived with the, no, he wasn't a monk, but he had lived with the monks for four years, Swedish nurse. And he was the first person who ever said to me, your thoughts are creating your reality. And I'm like, what? You know, it didn't make any sense to me back. But it started showing itself now that I had that awareness. I would see how my thoughts were so wrapped up and worrying about that this was going to happen, this was going to happen, that it did then happen. Mm -hmm. And one perfect example was we were supposed to be having a body harmony training It was in a faraway location and I was going to have to leave the kids. And I was all worried about leaving my little ones to be gone for the whole weekend. And I basically created my daughter getting ill. Wow. Because I was so worried that the kids were not going to be okay. Mm -hmm. One of them them decided to get sick. And so I was so angry that he was right. like, Like, I didn't do that. And he said, Probably you did, right? And my daughter picked up on all my nervous energy. She picked up on all my fear about why am I leaving the kids? I shouldn't be leaving the kids. And so she made it 
gave me a reason to not leave the kids. Mm -hmm. And when I called my teacher to say, I can't come, he said, yes, you can. Bring your daughter. You can leave her in that little room. You can go back and forth all day. Yeah. So when I took her, then all of a sudden she got really well. Oh, wow. So it was my first like, whoa, I think I really did do that. But nobody had ever taught me that. It's interesting when we have kids, too, because it's like they become an extra mirror. It's not just your life and seeing the reaction within your life. But now all of a sudden it's your life plus the life of your kids that's showing these reactions to your thoughts and what's happening. So that all those events right there started me down the path of what? Probably 20 years of reading every everything metaphysical I could get my hands oh, on. Oh, wow. I read. And that that was the period of the 80s and 90s when their channeling was starting. Everything was coming out mm-hmm. little by little. All the books on transformational work. Mm-hmm. I was deeply embedded in all that research. And then after about 20 years of reading everything out there, I finally just got to the point where I had to realize, just live. Just live your life. <laughs> Be joyful. Look mm-hmm. for the good in everything. Mm. And yes, I am very aware of where my thoughts go on a daily basis. And so much of the work I do now is all based in the, like Marissa Peer talks about, the lies we tell ourselves. They're just lies. You can give yourself a new lie (laughs) to choose to believe in. True. So with the kids, I think that my children became very, very tuned in to their mom was definitely in a new space. I was always bringing something esoteric to the house, whether it was new information, a channeler, past lives. There's like, oh, there's our weird mom talking about all this crazy stuff again. (laughs) But that was me now. I was on a new path. That's amazing. And so now I want to bring in the beautiful perspective of the grandmother. Do you feel like you get to bring that now to your grandkids? And what's the difference in that relationship? Because... And especially in that relationship with maybe let's keep on this train around like how your thoughts create your reality. We have our kids and they become a role and become reflectors in that. What about your grandkids? Like how do they play a role in that experience? It's interesting. I am that one person removed, which is really nice. Yeah. I think the (laughs) part right now is watching my daughter struggle or my Mm. son struggle as a parent, right? Mm. Because when you're in it, Sometimes it feels so hard. And so I think my thoughts about what I'm watching and how I could help have to be very closely monitored. And Mm -hmm. I want to share all of this information, but you have to also allow your children to experience parenting very intimately for themselves. And I do see them. I see energy going toward the kids sometimes that I want to go, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can't say anything because number one, when it comes from your mother, you immediately take on that fact that you're doing something wrong, which is sad. Mm -hmm. But I think that happens to a lot of us. Right. That's so true. And when it comes from mom, it's like a judgment or you listen to it and then it hurts maybe a little bit when it first comes yeah. in. And then two or three days there's later. There's so much story. There's so much oh of my like gosh. That, that back end. So much. And mm-hmm. then two or three days later, they'll call me and say, Mom, you were right. 
I'm I'm so cautious about what I say and when I say it. <laughs> yeah. But as far as a grandma, and now I get to program my grandkids with all of my esoteric thought. <laughs> we'll be in bed reading a book and our dialogue will float off into stories to help them to go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I'll just lie there and just tell crazy stories. But I'm also implementing a whole lot of things about creating your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make love that. sure that you trust your angels and the mm-hmm. spirit guides who are around you, who watch over you. And I'm doing all of this whether my kids like it or not. Because they really aren't there. They don't get to, they're not listening to what I'm telling their children at night totally. right before sleep. But it's usually my philosophy of you will have a life review. It mm-hmm. does matter how you treat your little brother. It does matter how you interact with mom or dad and look for the good in everybody. You know, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And so I get to pass those gems on to these little tiny kids. And I truly believe that they take it in. They may not wow. remember it immediately, but I hope that I hope that they're going to take it in and remember it. Totally. And I've also done a ton of work around the brain and the neuroplasticity and a lot of the stuff that can be changed happens right before you go to sleep. Exactly. I just, I mean, as a new mom, I'm learning new things all the time. But in this moment, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, of course, bedtime routine needs to be that time where you really do program exactly like the most important values that you want your kid to have. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, hands up, I have not been doing this. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I do it for myself. Right. And I lay in bed right. and we do our meditation before we go to sleep, but we're not doing this with Rafa. So yeah. just as a new yeah. mom, this is such a breakthrough conversation to pass that forward and to even create a bedtime routine. I've been reading all the books and learning all the things. Bedtime routine is so important. So we have it, but we haven't actually brought in the beliefs and those values. Right. So I just love that piece. This is amazing. This is huge, Kimberly. Thank you. (laughs) Hey there, fabulous mamapreneurs. I've got something super special for you. Introducing Giggles and Growth, hilarious reflection prompts for the mamapreneur. So just picture this. You're journaling your way through prompts that have you giggling and reflecting like never before. Ever wondered what your business would say if it could talk? Or how about sharing the funniest thing your kids have ever said about your work? But here's the best part. These prompts aren't just about having a good laugh. They're an incredible investment in yourself and your journey as a mompreneur. Taking time for giggles and growth means giving yourself the gift of self-discovery, clarity, and personal growth. As you reflect on these entertaining prompts, you'll gain valuable insights into your business, your role as a mom and as an entrepreneur, and even find hidden gems of wisdom. And the cherry on top? It's absolutely free. No cost, no catch, just a joy-filled opportunity to embrace laughter while empowering yourself. So what are you waiting for? Unleash your laughter and embrace the growth with giggles and growth. Click the link in the show notes or visit www.rayireland.com slash giggles dash and dash growth to grab your copy now. Let's make your entrepreneurial journey even more fabulous. Get your giggles and growth freebie today, mamas. You deserve it.
<laughs> well, you know, and as he gets older, because he's still so tiny right now, mm-hmm. but as he gets into really being able to communicate with you, you'll have experiences like this. I was telling my grandson, if you're dealing with fear, because he has a lot of fears around going to school sometimes and not making friends, and he can communicate that now. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Just pray. Just pray and tell God and your angels that you're a little scared right now and you'd really like them to come to you in your dreams and show you a picture of how to get through whatever fear, you know, it is. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, he calls me Lily, and he goes, Lily, I don't know how to pray. I didn't teach my kids to pray either because my husband was a recovering Catholic. And so he was like, hands off to religion the whole time. Yeah. And I had moved away as well because I did everything my mom, dad wanted us to do, but I didn't pass any kind of prayer to my children because I didn't really get into it till I was like in my late 30s again when I started mm-hmm. realizing about guides and angels and everything that is there for us. Yeah. And I was like you, I wasn't thinking about the kids. Yeah. But now at this age, oh my gosh, I realize the children that are born right now, all of these children like your own, we talked about this, have come in at this time in the planetary involvement of the ascension of earth to the next level, right? These kids are here for a reason and they are so smart and they are so sensitive. They are going to know what you're talking about at a level that we probably will never know. That's why we're all here. That's why you're Ratha's mom, Mm -hmm. my son, dad, why I, my kid's grandparent, right? So we all are here to help change the patterning and the modeling that the old generations were giving to their children to this new evolved conscious spiritual approach to being the most loving compassionate being you Mm -hmm. can be and that's what we can teach our kids yeah that really is the most important most important always Mm -hmm. has been Mm -hmm. but religion seems to take it and scares them a lot so at least my kids were not raised with anything that scared them. And so now they get to make their own choices. But yeah. yes, I wish I had spent a little more time teaching them how to pray because I have never really asked them if they prayed. But I know they meditate. I know they're very conscious and spiritual beings. So I'm just assuming they've figured it out by now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm right. <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything else? This is an interesting topic, but is there anything else that you would say you wish you did as a mom that you're realizing now as a grandmother? Yes. And I've told this to all my kids, Mm -hmm. all my two kids, and several times. I wish I hadn't asked so much of them to perform for me, right? Like when your kids are little, you're so into them. They're so cute. And they're, you can get them to keep going. And like, it's like they're putting this energy behind them. But it's really your expectation of wanting them to be cute, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, I wish I had given them a lot more personal quiet time to explore who they were. Because when you have a very exciting, uplifting family that we all get turned on by everything our kids do. And it's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's wonderful. 
but I wish I had toned it down mm. because I think children learn too fast that to do the things that they know are going to get the response out of mom and dad. And it might steal a little bit from their own psyche of just being them. How do you let your children just be themselves? And I found that whenever I see them playing on their own, I do not interfere with that. I have learned with the grandkids especially, don't interject myself into their quiet time. Mm -hmm. Because kids today have a hard time finding quiet time. There's so much going on. There's so much stimuli. And when they finally slip into that make-believe area of their own little world, that's when they need to be left alone because it's probably the only time they really get left alone. Yeah. So that's as a grandma, I'm trying to absolutely never overstimulate these kids and wow. give them freedom to explore their own world by themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's been huge for me. That's amazing because I think when I grew up, we were like always outside playing around. I know that's how my parents were too, but I saw even with my little brother and sister, They were doing more video games and just like they had other things that they were doing. They weren't just I was like in a tree, (laughs) like totally happy in a tree for hours (laughs) or like under a bush in my own world. And so I can see that like how it's just it's so much harder for kids to find that quiet time. And I think like down the line, kind of talking about how we create from our thoughts how are we going to create from our thoughts if we don't have a relationship with our thoughts? Is that intimate time with yourself in your own world where you start to hear yourself? You you say, okay, this is what my inner voice sounds like. And you have that inner dialogue. That's where it all begins is right Mm -hmm. there. So I just, I love that piece. Yeah. And when children start talking about their invisible friends, that's real. I have never discounted Mm -hmm. that. I always encouraged that. Both my kids had an invisible friend, and it didn't last long. It was probably between two and five, somewhere in there. But we always included that, whatever that in- invisible friend was. Yeah. And then the other thing that just popped in my head was psychologist Jordan Peterson, who's all over the internet right now. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He talks about the window really being zero to four, more than zero to six, which is mm-hmm. what we thought. He says, if you do not Teach these children how to self-discipline before four. Then they go into the world and they are viewed by kids who do have self-discipline as kind of like immature. And they will be, they can be alienated because they didn't learn those tools to how to self-discipline. But kids don't get self-discipline if you don't discipline them. It's not like for me, for my mom, it was the spatula and it was dad's belt that he'd take off and smack a couple of times. I never got hit, but I was aware. (laughs) But for these children now, it's the importance of probably time out is the best thing still Um, I think works because, again, it puts them out of the chaos in a quiet spot. Time to reflect. Time. true to connect with themselves. And the parents, Jordan Peterson will say, you can get off the step when you want to be a nice human being again. Mm -hmm. And you want to join the family. And so they have to sit there and go, oh, 
right? I wasn't being so nice. I need to do this for me. And I think a lot of kids are missing that step. So that may be getting us off subject a little bit, but I think he's amazing. So I'm throwing a pitch out there to listen to Jordan Peterson on child rearing. He's amazing. That's great. And I'm sure you've seen that. I know we've had conversations, but with, especially with Jessica. So she has this very high profile life and experience. And so for her kids, they also probably, I would imagine, get away with more stuff. They have a lot more given to them. So I know that we've had that conversation outside of this, but Mm -hmm. that importance of discipline for really all kids and really seeing how much of a shift that that can make and really Mm -hmm. provide for them. Mm -hmm. Well, it always comes back to how much are adults doing, right? Mm -hmm. Our children can do so much more at very young ages than we even give them credit for being able to do. And the key is to let them be self-reliant. Take the dishes. If you're a two-year-old, you can still get up and take your dishes to the sink. You can go get your shoes yourself. But because mothers get busy and we just want to get out the door, you're doing everything for them. And I think that can come back to get you because they're learning dependence on you rather than self-reliance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you only have one child, you have a lot more freedom to work on that. When you get two, it gets harder. (laughs) Three, four. (laughs) Got to get out the door no matter what it takes, right? (laughs) This conversation has just been so amazing. I want to wrap us up here. And a new thing that we're doing on Miracle Moment for the mommy season is to invite our guests to do a prayer or a blessing for the moms that are listening or even the moms to be. So would you be open to sharing something for us? Absolutely. Let me think about this. I'm going to say for me, looking back, two children, four grandchildren, Mm -hmm. the most precious time a mother can give herself is the permission to be quiet and realize that everything inside of you is still probably more important. Your needs, your passions, you have to make time for you. And do not let your children run the family. Let the family evolve, but not around the child, right? Mm. We all do that because it's so much fun and they're so entertaining. But what it does is... (laughs) You've got all these adults who are basically being run by a two-year-old, <laughs> if you're not careful. So let your children learn to go to sleep in their car seat, right? Mm-hmm. Let your children learn to go to sleep anywhere they can, because it just allows you a little more freedom to not be stressed out during your day. You know, the children are so malleable and they recover, you know, they recover so fast. And so if they don't make it home that day into the crib on time, that's okay. (laughs) Let yourself off the hook. Take time to always do something for you that gives you that connection to your soul that's even beyond child and marriage and everything Mm -hmm. else. It's a deep need to say, I'm still me and I'm still doing this for me on a daily basis. Could be 10 minutes of quiet time. Could be a hot bath with candles. 
could be three glasses of wine (laughs) (laughs) or five. (laughs) It's like, let yourself off the hook. You don't have to be perfect. And neither do these children. They're going to love you no matter what. Just realize you don't have to be this strict routine person. Some people have to do it because that's how they feel in control of their lives. But on the children's side, they just want to go where you go and they'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so true. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you shared. I know I actually am excited to just end this recording and then I want to listen back because I think there are just so (laughs) many amazing nuggets. So to all the moms listening and joining us, all the moms to be we just send you all of our prayers and blessings to be spontaneous and try something new. Maybe something got activated in this conversation, something that you haven't been doing with your kid. I know for me, I definitely want to implement a new bedtime routine or like part of our bedtime routine where we're going into some of the beautiful values that I know I want to instill in Rafa's life Mm -hmm. and for Mm -hmm. himself, his self-talk. So yes. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for yeah. tonight. <laughs> we'll try it all uh, out. So cool. Thank you so much, Kimberly. You're so welcome. It was so much fun. Thank you. Bye. We'll see y'all soon. Okay. Hey, mamas. That's a wrap for another epic episode on Miracle Moment, the new mommy season. Catch me on the internet at Ray Ireland, sharing this wild mamapreneur life. And don't forget to check out www.rayireland.com slash freebies for all the resources and support while building your soul-aligned business. Are you feeling the miracles coming your way? Stay blessed, ride this miracle vibe all day long, and remember, it's all about the journey. Catch you on the next episode.